A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Stan and Brendan, and this is Come Come Through Through Queen. Queen. This is episode 40, Sherry Shepard is not dead. This week on Come Through Queen, we are taking a look at the production companies that produce your favorite Bravo series and see what else they have going on in this week's deep dive. And in this week's news, Sherry Shepard is not dead. Uh, (laughs) We have information from the Watch Robins Live panel at the Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour. Uh, Dallas is getting some additional episodes, and Brandy Glanville and Sophie Stanberry are hanging out with Kristen Takeman ahead of their Watch What Happens Live appearance, and it's not well. And of course, we've got their shows, Housewives of Atlanta, Beverly Hills, Pump Rules, and some crazy stuff went down on Celebrity Apprentice this week. Uh, and as always, we'll close out with our Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. So... Hey. Hi, Brendan. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Not well, but... I know. You had quite the long weekend. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but we were together Saturday night and Friday night as well. Yeah. Ooh, two yeah, unwell nights. We saw Prada. She performed yeah. a little mix mix. So uh, we've been looking forward to this for quite, for quite some time. Uh, just over a month ahead of when I'm going to be seeing Little Mix in the Flesh... Uh, we convinced our favorite drag queen to provo- perform a Glory Days medley. Well, she sort of went out of her way to make it. Oh, that's true. Like, she became obsessed with Glory Days after our months of promoting the band to her. Um, but she came up with a nine-track <laughs> mega, mega mix. And I think you might have missed this. You might have already left. But she came over and was talking to Brett... Alex and myself and quizzed us mm-hmm. on 
which songs she performed and the order in which she performed them. Oh my god. And we couldn't even get it right because there were so many songs. Ask her to send it to us. I know, I forgot to ask her. We, we definitely want to she hear sent, that. She sent mixes in the past to oh, us. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> As if we're going to perform them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's talk about Sherry Shepard. Yes, she's not dead. Good. So <laughs> this came to our attention today. Uh, Brendan sent it over to me. It's an AP fact-checked the Associated <laughs> Press. Uh, he sent me this article, and I could not believe it was published. It's so insane. So this went to like this went to news organizations across the country. Yes, to inform them of fake news that's being spread. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm just going to read it verbatim because it's worth every minute of it. So AP fact-check. Uh, TV personality Sherry Shepard isn't dead. Sherry Shepard is alive despite a story shared on social media claiming the television personality suffered a fatal heart attack last month. The story posted by HeadlineNews.com uses the circumstances surrounding Star Wars actress Carrie Fisher's death in falsely reporting Shepard's passing. It claims Shepard suffered a heart attack on a flight from London to Los Angeles on December 23rd and died later at a hospital. It was Fisher who suffered a heart attack on a London to LA flight on December 23rd. She died on December 27th. Shepard has posted several live videos on social (laughs) media since December 23rd, in which she discussed current events, including one taken at Ricky Harris's January 5th funeral. Uh, The story also falsely states that Shepard starred in the movies The Help and Fruitvale Station and includes photographs of Octavia Spencer, the actress who actually did star in those films. Shepard is best known for her work as co-host on The View and her role in 2009 film Precious. Uh, there's so many crazy elements to this story. <laughs> One of my favorites that I didn't notice until you just read it now was that she took a live, like a Facebook live video at someone's, someone's funeral. funeral. <laughs> yes, I actually skimmed over that on first reading because the <laughs> Octavia Spencer thing threw me for a loop as well. Um... I hope that they talk about this on The View tomorrow. <laughs> I hope that will we can only make that happen if you post it to the Joy Behar is the best part of The View Facebook group. Because Joy does address your trollings on there. Oh my god. Um, everyone tweet at The View and ask them to cover this on Hot Topics. Oh, speaking of which, Sarah Haynes had a crazy look today on The View. I haven't seen today's episode. I'll post pictures because it was a lot. Um, speaking of fake news, though, there was another fake news story making the rounds today. What's that? That Tiffany Trump was performing like a bird at the a presidential inauguration. It's like got so much... Traction? Traction that BuzzFeed wrote a like a story about how she's not performing at the inauguration. I feel like we spoke that into the ether like months ago. Well, we did discover her in her pop career. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we brought that song onto iTunes. I, like in November of fi- in November of 2015, <laughs> we were talking about that song. But tell us what happened at this television panel. Okay. So, um Andy Cohen was there speaking about, answering questions about Watch What Happens Live, but also Bravo shows. So apparently uh, he's talked recently, recently about former favorites coming back. Teresa Giudice Instagrammed a photo with Danielle Staub, and he, his response to that comment was, uh, it's in discussion, we're casting Jersey now. What if she returns? I know, but like this could be the same, remember that commercial promo that they did before? 
before Jersey came back, like one or two seasons ago, where it's like she's back and used her image and like she wasn't back at all. That's what I'm worried about. She's always omnipresent. Yeah. But like in the past, Teresa hated her so much and Teresa was the star. Yeah. So that I could actually see it maybe happening. Yeah. I would love it. And I I would like finally be excited for it because this last season of Jersey did not uh, leave me that excited. Yeah. Uh, But he also confirmed that We'll see Lou's wedding on the show, which we were worried about with that people exclusive deal. How is this going to work? Did people sell them footage? I know. Like, I thought it would be obvious if cameras were there or not. Yeah. Um, So I guess we'll see how it plans out. I mean, it could be like a Heather Dubrow, like iPhone footage situation. Oh my God, in a hallway. Maybe Victoria or Noel had the GoPro like you suggested. I wonder um, if... We see Lou's wedding. We'll see Jill Zarin. That will be big. That will be big. She's back. Yeah. I, you know, my wish for season, whatever next season of New York is, I hope they do like a season three of Miami style, like up in production value mm-hmm. and like have all those sweeping shots. And it's like really beautiful. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it needs something. Yes. Uh, so... You heard about some news regarding Dallas. Well, Leanne Locken, my favorite housewife, was she's always tweeting like rumors about <laughs> like about the production of Real Housewives of Dallas. Just keeping her name afloat. <laughs> um and she linked to I think it was like realmrhousewife.com, but they were reporting on a a report in the dirty that said that Originally, there were only 10 episodes ordered for this season of Dallas, but production is so happy with the footage they've captured. They've captured that Bravo went and ordered an additional two episodes. I wonder if that includes reunion. I don't know. It sounds to me like the footage is just being reworked. I hope it's like pure season footage and not simply uh, they reunion. They better get at least two, two parts of a reunion this year. Why didn't they get two parts? Oh no, they got one. They got part, one. I was and shook. Potomac got two. Yeah, but anyways, um, the article also says they definitely feel like this season is going to be a hit. Um, they would not have ordered more episodes if they didn't think that. I hope so. <laughs> uh, so you spotted this first. Uh, we all know we're we're actually like filming this, recording this rather right before the Watch What Happens Live episode airs, but Sophie. Uh, Sanberry and Brandy Glanville are appearing together in Watch What Happens Live mm-hmm. on Tuesday night. However, they were hanging out Monday night uh, along with Kristen Takeman. Yes. So what did you uncover? Um, well, it wasn't hard to uncover. Brandy Glanville, I wanted to see pictures. I wanted to see if she was posting about Sophie, like Sophie was posting about her. And she mm-hmm. was. Brandy Glanville posted not even her own Instagram link. It was linked to some random gay guy's Instagram. Who was in attendance at Barracuda New York Gay Bar, which I'm not a super fan of. And she wrote, Yep, I can stay out till three at my favorite gay bar in NYC and still be up and do interviews all day. And she tagged Sophie. But this video is unreal. 
So there's a drag queen performing Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Yeah, and Brandy's looking so crazy right now. Yeah, and Brandy is like up there in her gig. And then <laughs> at one point she like falls or sits down and the drag queen walks around her and keeps on performing. But then <laughs> so you see like Sophie run up and try to pick Brandy up. Well, it's sort of like Sophie was like going over there to make out with her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was actually at Barracuda last week. Mm. You speak highly of their happy hour. Well, it's close to my office, mm-hmm. and we've been struggling ever since Excess closed to find like a happy hour oh, place yeah, for that, coworkers. You would always go to Excess. So this is on the list of ones we've been trying out. But it, it is interesting that it looks like you know Brandy has maintained that friendship with Kristen. Yeah, because they pop, that's the reason she popped up in New York to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad they're still together just well they're both they're both former h i love HWs when former hws like try to get in with people who are still starring on the shows it yeah. brings happiness to my heart what is she even going to be talking about on watch happens live i don't know <gasps> oh she's oh, on that cooking show, show. The cooking show yeah yeah, yeah with yeah. brandy brandy norwood norwood i almost said norville like deborah norville <laughs> <laughs> uh is that canon no, oh, okay. none of those shows ever are, except okay. maybe the Kim Richards on the mother daughter experiment. But you did you end up watching that? I watched one episode, but it was a good one. Okay, um, I think that is it for the news this week. Wow! But The Apprentice, which we weren't that interested in talking about from the get go, proved to have an interesting set of episodes. Yeah, I feel like last week. week or the week before, we were like, oh, well, like watch it maybe but then like this week was like so canon to our interests but also like so problematic yes Uh, so okay the the teams are still split men and women so that's like a recipe for disaster yes too in terms of it being problematic and they're tasked with doing a an ad campaign for kawasaki yeah where they're like given they have to do four photos using like their new motorcycle that they're trying to gear to like everybody everybody like people who don't usually ride motorcycles so carson kressley who i think is a star yeah well side note carson kressley and portia williams appeared together on watch robin's live on sunday night mm-hmm. and they were two stars and two sisters together in that episode i love a sisterhood um but so carson has the idea to enlist Alaska Thunderfuck. Yes, which 5,000. It was fun to watch them bleep it. Uh, it was funny watching Arnold Schwarzenegger say it. Yeah. But it was also... So this is where we start to get into the messy nature of this show. Uh, they kept like referring to Alaska as that drag queen, mm-hmm. the drag queen. And yeah. I was like, she is winner of All Stars 2 people. Although this is probably it's... filmed before... Before All-Stars 2 aired. It was filmed like... Yeah, I think it was filmed after All-Stars 2 was filmed, but before it aired. Maybe even... It's hard to... Because All-Stars had... Was filmed way in advance. And this Apprentice was also filmed way, way in advance. Yeah. So it's hard to like really keep track of all that. But regardless, Alaska's still a star Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, Um, Only Boy George was like supportive of the decision to include Alaska. Well, it almost seemed like... Boy George was the person who invited Alaska. Like, really? he was the one on the phone with Alaska at the beginning. No, it was definitely Carson, because Carson knows Alaska from the well, show. Well, I know. I thought maybe they both know Alaska. And Carson was like, 
hey, I know that you know Alaska. We reach out to her. I'm managing all this other stuff. But anyways, the straight men, like, weren't into it. It was, like, so absurd, especially, like, I don't even know this guy. His name is Jail or Gale. Yeah. You know who was okay with it, it seemed, was um, the American Ninja Warrior guy. He seemed to be sort of supportive. I mean, the only two that were, like, gung-ho with it were Carson and and Boy George. John Lovitz was, like, so against it. John Lovitz is... A monster. Between this and how he behaved in the second episode, too. Yeah. Um, so, what else? Kyle. Kyle, Ooh. spoiler, gets kicked off and it's Brooke Burke Chervais' fault. Yeah. So, Kyle stepped up to be project manager. I don't remember exactly why she was so into this one. But she actually came up with a decent campaign. It wasn't as good as Carson's, I thought. Mm-hmm. But it was still, like... Okay, I like the picture of her and Lisa Leslie. Uh, oh, uh, short sister and tall sister yeah, photos. Yeah, I really like that one. So she was supposed to... Her idea for using Brooke Burke and Brooke Burke's husband, whose name I don't even know, um, was that, like, these bikes, like, a woman can be in control, so they should flip this, like, it's usually... In this heteronormative world, <laughs> like the men is the one in the front of the bike and the woman holding on. Yeah. Kyle's idea was to flip it, which is clever. Yeah. But she lost because of. Yeah. Because what's his name? So so Mr. Chevre or whatever his <laughs> name is, like threw a hissy fit and refused to sit in the back of the bike. Refused, like as if his ass is on the line to be fired or something. Yeah. Like. He's Brooke's husband coming on the show to help her and then refuses to help her. And, he's, and she's like, not quite begging, but like asked him several times mm-hmm. and then eventually like just gave up on trying to make him do it. And then like came up with some cockamamie reason as to why it made sense for him to not do it. Like, oh, like in real life, he would never. So like, why would we put that in an ad? It's like, shut up. Like, just support your team leader and do it yeah and it's just like celebrity apprentice is just like misogyny on display basically oh, yes really really on all accounts but uh so then like uh kyle brings brooke and kenya into the not kenya portia into the boardroom um and then like brooke is on the verge of being kicked out but then kyle is and like it's clear that brooke is the reason like they said they didn't like Brooke's photo, like, out of the photo set. Yeah. Uh, and Brooke didn't have a legitimate reason for why, like, she couldn't make her husband do the damn photo. Yeah. So, like, I was, like, as anyone who listens to Come Through Queen knows, I am not a Kyle Richards fan. Like, I would have been fine with her getting kicked off in the first episode if there was a good reason for it. But, like, this was Brooke's fault and brooks time to go yeah but like i it's already to the point where it's like people the reasons i'm watching are people all those people are being kicked off yeah like i only have portia like kyle's gone snooki has gone carney but carson is is proving his worth oh yes a a true star yeah but it was it was disappointing for kyle to go too uh because in the following episode during the the fundraising episode she could have gotten so many housewives cameos right they were filming in LA. She did come herself, which was nice. Uh, I was yeah. expecting I was expecting Nini to walk in. Yeah. 
for Portia, but are they friends? I know, because in Watch Friends Live, Andy asked her, are you, are, do you still talk to Nini? And she's like, not really. Nini's relationships with everyone on that show, we can talk about it a little more, but they're so tumultuous. Yeah, well, now she's BFF with Kenya. I know. Uh, but also, Dorit and PK pop Oh, up. yes. Pre-Housewives, Dorit pops up. Crazy. And they made, like, a big show of donating $80,000. Which was, like, the big, like, the big donation for that team, really. But, like, do they have that? I know, I know, it was so funny. It was, like, you are taking, it's, like, really goes into this whole image I have of them, of them taking, like, any opportunity to try to become stars. Mm-hmm. Like, to pop onto Apprentice. And donate $80,000. Yeah. This episode of Celebrity Apprentice is always my favorite. When oh, they have yes. to Raise money. Raise the money from their famous friends. This is when Jill Zarin showed up to support Nene Leakes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, but you know what's funny? I wasn't even... I was, like, looking down when Dorit and PK walked in. And I, like, heard PK's voice and immediately, like, like yelped, What is Dorit and PK? Oh, my God. Yeah, you texted me. I was behind you. And I know. you were like... There is a surprise bitch moment. Yeah, and at first I thought it was Kyle, and I was like, oh, that's cute, but yeah. she was just on the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. No, it was Dorita yeah. Um So, yeah, a lot's going on in Apprentice, especially if, like, you're into the weird combination of shows that we like. It's just, like, but the thing is, it's a two-hour slog, Ugh, yeah. and it's during, like, it overlaps with Vanderbump Rules, so it's, yeah. like, hard to do it. Well, no, what I like to do is watch Apprentice live with the commercials so that, like, I'm half paying attention to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, like, when it's time for Vanderbump Rules, streamline that, like, yeah. without commercials, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Because I'm focused. Uh, so, speaking of being focused, let's get into shows we actually love. Okay. And start off with Atlanta. So? So this is all about the pop-up. The pop-up store that they discussed in previous episodes where they're all going to sell their goods. Their goods. To raise money for Phaedra's Flint camp. Yes. Which is good in concept, but the way this all played out, I thought was not a good look for almost anyone other than Phaedra. And Candy to an extent. Well, because they were complaining about the percentage. So, the... The big sticking point was at first, like Phaedra was like, "I want fifty percent of like what you guys sell," and it wasn't clear whether she meant fifty percent of like all the money they're getting or the profit. Mm-hmm. And then they agreed upon it being the profit. Which my whole point of this is like you're being given another opportunity to promote your products on this show, which is mm-hmm. essentially a commercial. Like they could stand to give up the the full profit. From this event, I felt. That's how charity's supposed to work. Well, I mean, no, like, there's charities where, like, a proceed, yeah. like, a, a proceeds are given mm-hmm. to, like, if you go to, like, Petco and, like, they're selling some bullshit and, like, proceeds go to ASPCA or something. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, all the profits going. So, like, selling some bullshit at Petco. <laughs> <laughs> like, dog bones or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, for, like, they really played this wrong. Like, and I feel like most people picked up on the fact that this doesn't look that good for them. Right. And like all their products are like sham products. Like <laughs> it's like Charay's selling who going to check me boo t-shirts. Well, to her, for, like 
in her defense to an extent at least that's like very face value like yeah you're buying a t-shirt it's not like you're buying a wig or some like hair care where it's like is your hair care stuff really better than like pantene pro v right um but a very good part about this episode is the return of Marlo. Queen Marlo. As Sheree's intern for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Out of all the wives to like need help, Sheree probably needed the least because she had a little like pop-up little table with some t-shirts on it. Yeah, but even like before when she was getting stuff for her house, it was like the person who desi- is designing her house sent Marlo to like help her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was funny. Um... This is where the weird politics of Nini come in. Yeah. Because Kenya asked Marlo for advice for her birthday party because I guess Marlo is a designer too. Okay. And then Kenya didn't invite Marlo to the party because Nini was there. Yeah. And they're not friends anymore. Yeah. Which we also saw today, Marlo tweeted out, uh, like relationship goals. Oh, that she's blocked. She's blocked by Nini and Kenya. Oh my god! Like th- this Nini Kenya alliance is truly an unholy alliance. It's so unwell. And I like Nini needs to come back. They're not using each other for the right reasons. Certainly not. Deliver us from evil. <laughs> um, I'm. I know it's like traumatizing and all, all that but i'm sick of the matt storyline it like makes me uncomfortable it's one of oh. those that goes over the edge for me yeah especially because it's like it's so dark but also so produced by kenya yeah like what are the chances of the cameras are rolling like as she's driving back from yeah and discovering the visit and discovering this as like the soundtrack of our lives play in the background yeah um what else do we have this episode? We had Cynthia actually didn't get the lake house, but she was already moving out of the townhouse. Well, the whole, as someone who understands real estate, the whole situation of there being a $300,000 difference in the appraisal when it's like a million dollar property oh, yeah. was kind of crazy. Like, how can it be that off? Like, yeah, it was appraised for a third less than what the original, original appraisal said. So, I wonder if this, if this is another House of Cards in the making. I sort of think so, but then I looked, I went on um, Cynthia's Instagram, mm-hmm. and she does live in that lake house now. So, let me explain to you and the fans what an appraisal means to an extent. You, an appraisal is required by the bank in mm-hmm. order for them to give her a loan, like mm-hmm. a, so she could get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're buying a property all cash... You don't need an appraisal Mm -hmm. uh, because it's your money that you're choosing to spend however you want. The bank wants an appraisal so they know whether they're giving like a loan on a property that's actually worth that amount. So like conceivably the property, the property could be worth much less and she paid, she just paid the difference herself. I wonder if this is going to be explained further in the show. Well, I guess it will because like right now she's homeless and then the show will see where she ends up. Yeah, I did have the thought that it seemed like a major upgrade from that townhouse, that lake house. And I was like, how is she doing this? Especially now that Peter's out of the picture. Yeah. It's like, what's... Although she was funding Peter's ventures. Yeah. And now he, like, has the funds himself. 
So yeah. That's too bad. Um, her, her daughter didn't realize, like, the concept of walls. Oh, yeah. She, she wanted to, like, <laughs> transplant the wall to the lake house. Uh, uh, I did want to also acknowledge that I enjoyed briefly seeing Debrat at the Dish Atlanta interview. Oh, yes. And she looked not impressed by the entire situation. Well, I love when she said when, uh, when Phaedra was talking about uh, like the whole event mm-hmm. and mentioned the fact that all the women are selling their products, like bedroom candy's going to be there. And Debrat was like, you all selling that to the kids? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, no, it's for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Phaedra, everyone like coming to her for advice at her office. I love whenever she's oh, in that yes. power position. I do love that power <laughs> position for her. Um, I guess the one last thing I want to break down, because like, unless you were paying close attention to like the subtitles on the show. Uh, this is what each of the housewives contributed. So in last place was Kenya with $450, which was really surprising because she seems to have like the most, other than candy, like tangible product. Yes. Um, Sheree brought in $595, which kudos to her for selling those t-shirts. <laughs> I mean, that's like a lot of money Considering, like, what could the profit margin on those t-shirts be? But, like, like you were saying, and you made a good point, like, if I were to go to that, I would purchase a the t-shirt. Sh- the t-shirt. Yeah. 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 Um, Cynthia and Portia both gave $1,000. Nice. And Candy gave 2500 Which seemed, Interesting. like, she, she, I don't remember exactly how she worded it, but she seemed to be just, like, here's 2500 like, I don't care, like, what the... The margins yeah. were or anything. And I do I did also like the fact that um Aiden chimped in and made Aiden snacks. Oh yeah, that was, that was so cute. cute. He's coming for Bethany Bakes. Oh my god. <laughs> He's gonna have a bigger brand than Skinny Girl. I hope so. Oh my god, me too. Um I just had the it just occurred to me that like, do you think Portia is one of the more well off at this point of those housewives because if you think about it she's like the one who's going to like a solid job every day does she still do dish i think so on a regular basis i believe so in dish nation well she has like the uh, the apprentice money too now Mm -hmm. they do they do get paid for that despite raising money for charity but i read somewhere online which this this would make a good future episode that we deep dive in uh Atlanta salaries, and she's paid the least. Oh. I think she's like 700000 But that's still, like, good money. I mean, the Atlanta wives are paid a lot. Because their ratings are, are so crazy. Good. Yeah. yeah. So, that's, I mean, that's great for her. Like, I feel like New York is always having to negotiate. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, <laughs> trying to get any penny they can. Ugh. Poor, poor, poor Sonia. Oh, Sunirita. Um, anything else for Atlanta you want to talk about? No. Okay. So we'll move on to Vanderpump Rules, which I thought this was an amazing episode. Agreed. And also the ending preview had me like oh, yeah, pulling because onto we my got, chair. We got like a season preview. Yeah. There were too many dogs, and I'm a dog I'm a dog lover, but like in that weird office, oh. the Sir office in WeHo, there were just two many dogs too many cooks in that kitchen too many cooks schwartz looks so cute during that scene though (laughs) and lisa dragging Kristen during that scene was pretty good too yeah she's the least funny person i know (laughs) oh my god it's so funny that like 
Lisa and Kristen still have this relationship, despite the fact that, like, Kristen doesn't, hasn't worked at Sir for years now. I know, but Kristen, like, now shows up at Sir. There was a story in page six about her. Yes. Let's talk about this. Lala getting into a fight. This is a Lala land. So Lala was having a meeting with a music producer, and Kristen came up and confronted her about, and she said, get off my, get off our show, yada, yada, yada. This is, yeah. I, do you think it was the night... Of the Southern Charm kids being there, which we reported last week. I wonder. Because, like, how often is Kristen going to serve? Yeah, why are they all there? Like, yeah. don't they need the space for Pink? There's like, other... Patrons? There's other great places in West Hollywood. Uh, and Peter took to Twitter, uh, Peter, manager of Sir, to deny... That it happened at Sir? That it happened. I think it happened. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Kristen in the sketch comedy. Oh my god. Going to the improv. First of all, there was a lot about that that had me shook. A girl I went to college with appeared as Kristen's friend. Oh, really? Yes. Like, performer? The girl who was, like, sort of, like, emceeing the thing. Her name's Gabby. Okay. And she, they gave her a lower third that said, Gabby, Kristen's friend. Was she one of the, like... The co-performers, or was she just emceeing? I think she was sort of emceeing. I think she's the more established comedy person, actual comedy person. Mm. So she, like, brings these girls on to do the shows okay. with her. Uh, I did I did laugh at don't the don't take comedy seriously line. Mm-hmm. But, like, most of the other stuff that they were doing... Yeah, was it was little... cringeworthy bad. Um, and then... Including the dick pic. The dick pic. I can't believe they did that. And they used Jax's dick pic. Isn't that like, that's almost as bad. That's like the people who go into the cloud and steal celebrities. Yeah. So for those of you who don't follow Vanderpump Rules, uh, aren't on top of this. So Kristen used Jax's dick pic that leaked from some girl that he pissed off. Like Mm -hmm. she posted it to Twitter or something way back. And then all the super sleuths figured out that it was Jax because of his shoes or something. Yes. Um, so Kristen used this in the scene, and in attendance was Jax and his current girlfriend, Brittany. And Brittany was, like, obviously very disturbed by this. And Brittany's, like, such a nice person, and she's not as used to this, like... Tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. <laughs> this Tom Schwartzery <laughs> as the rest of them are. Um, but... Saucy did a really good impression of penises. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, so Br- so Brittany said, I definitely recognize that dick in that pic, <laughs> in that, like, accent. Uh, and then Saucy was like, I have no idea whose that is. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and she, like, used her body to impersonate what she thinks during, like, a penises con- look during like. During a confessional. And she was wearing pink, so it really, like, was Drove a it good... Home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I- the only scenes we get with, like, Lala and James, they're, like, always in James's sad apartment that he lives on the living room floor. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Lala came over, and she just, like, wanted to get drunk. So, <laughs> I was screaming at the top of my lungs the line, for these girls to live in L.A. and have never been on a private jet, like, <laughs> you just gotta be not ugly and have boobs, and, like, you'll be on a private jet. Have you ever been on a private jet? No, but I don't fit the Lala... Re- uh, requirements. That's true. I don't think I have either. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I mean, Lala was not well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when Tom and uh, what's her face, Ariana were confronting Lala about mm-hmm. like skipping out on the trip. Mm-hmm. Like Tom was getting so emotional over it. He is a baby. Yeah, he's such a baby. It's like, that wasn't even his birthday either. Yeah. And like, Lala was like, I'll pay you guys back for the ticket, da da da. But like, I'm sure production probably paid for that shit. Well, this is like an interesting thing that we can actually talk about in our deep dive. Mm. Like, trips and like where we think production paid and what we think that, um, yeah. Other, like, people paid out of pocket for because it seems to vary. Well, I, you know, because a, like, this was a month back or so, but I remember when Andy was on Bitch Sesh, they talked about like production paying for trips sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I think it depends on like, like, I think, remember that Bethany trip that like ended up not happening? Mm-hmm. She was going to pay she for She was going to be paying for that. And like Dallas, they went to Austin to like their shared like house. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> like the expenses were minor. <laughs> Um, um, but they're all different production like companies too, so it's like what's good for the goose might not be good for a different gander. Good for the goose. Um, <laughs> did you notice that they started setting up the other spinoff that's going to happen from Vanderpump? Yes, Bulls? I did notice that we got like iPhone uh, held vertically clips of like jacks feeding the goats well you think in kentucky you think Brittany's gonna know enough to hold horizontally <laughs> she's no heather debro yes <laughs> she's not a professional actually i think heather debro's yeah, might have also, been vertical yeah yeah uh but yeah the spinoff i hope it happens because i love Brittany. it seems like it will happen and especially the fact that uh mama Brittany was in this episode and shows up in the season preview as well mm-hmm. like never has a pump rules mother been so prominently featured let's talk about mothers because Jax's mom shook me Jax's mom was in, oh, in this episode was that that was Brittany's mom tan mom yeah tan mom oh yeah that's why I'm said she's in this episode and then it's gonna be showing up later on in the season like Definitely a Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> but be a beautiful woman, nonetheless. Um, and was it Jax who was trying to, like, make the case for not marriage? Yeah. And he was like, look at Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> a, like, weird reference I wouldn't expect Jax to be able to make. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had to kind of know what he was getting himself into, like, plucking this girl out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't think about it. He was just gonna like dump her after <laughs> yeah, like true. a month. But he puts, but she puts up with his shit, so mm-hmm. he hasn't done that. Um, and then we have the bridal shower, Taco Bell. Oh my god, that trash Taco Bell mountain of. They didn't even like attempt to make it look good. Yeah, it was like all in the wrappers, and then also like they're setting it up, and then. Katie eventually arrives, and my first thought was, like, it's probably not even warm anymore. It's, like, cold Taco Bell. Yeah, but that still can be good. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, everything has cheese, which um, you are allegedly allergic to. Yeah, but also, like, the, the prize for coming to this bridal shower was shots, like, not shots, uh, mini bottles of tequila Katie. Yeah. <laughs> rosé tequila i couldn't really wrap my head around that that sounds disgusting tequila stresses me out except when it's in a like a margarita but 
I did like the fact that Lisa popped into this. Mm-hmm. And then also Alex, while we were watching this, brought up a good point that he likes the like pretend plot point of Katie being Lisa's assistant in order to get like Lisa in on the gossip and, and like, like to come to like weird weird things. parties. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, a it's a good pretend reason because I'm sure Katie's not actually her assistant. Yeah. Um but also we have the confrontation of I guess the well the confrontation happened after uh Detective Stasi and Detective Kristen like pulled James Kennedy in a bar. <gasps> that I was like, what? What like, are they doing? And James like spilled all the beans like so easily. I know, he's like a little snake. Um the NDA. The NDA was crazy. But makes sense. Yeah. Like the fact that Tom and Ariana have been so like pro Lala. Mm-hmm. It's all coming together. They signed the NDA. This is this show always manages to pull out the like most unexpected plot points. Plot points. And it's not. The, it's not like we're escaping the room again. <laughs> <laughs> not someone's not faking another illness. <laughs> yes. Uh, but like, I I think we tweeted at Kristen once, and then she maybe it was even Alex who tweeted at her. Like the fact that she needs her own spinoff where she like helps jilted lovers. Like yes confront their exes like or... what's that show was it called like cheaters or something, something like that where it would be like confrontations yeah. but like they need to reboot it with, with like hosted by Kristen with duty duty call, call of, of duty, duty. <laughs> <laughs> um so then like they got all the, the intel from James and then confronted Ariana at Katie's Bridal shower. I like that they waited till the bridal shower. But it was like so shitty of them <laughs> as Katie's friend to I do know. this. Even though during that I wrote, the Vanderpump Rules girls are good friends. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> I actually talked about this on Watch Diamonds Live. Like, everyone paints this picture of her as she can't like maintain female friendships. But she's like, I have female friends who are not part of this show. And we treat each other nicely. All these girls are horrible to each other. They all go like years without speaking to each other and then make up like it's no big deal. Are you coming out as an Ariana supporter? I'm not supporting her. I still think she has her own terrible problems. But like to pretend like all the other girls in Vanderpump Rules are like true blue sisters. What are Ariana's supporters called? Well, stands. Like you have to be careful not to. Use something they that can't be Arianators. Yeah, they can't be Arianators like Ariana Grande stands. Because this is another thing where it comes down to it. I've noticed that like straight women really like Ariana. Yeah, like we'll be out in public. Any straight woman loves <laughs> Ariana. Yeah, they just come up to us in public and tell us yes. that they're Ariana love. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else about Vanderpump Rules? No. Tom was talking about the Church of Scientology at one point. Oh, yeah. I did like that. Yeah. When they were talking about that, when, like, when Jax was retelling the fact that Brittany's mom wants him to go to church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, oh, you guys can go to church in Scientology. Yeah. Oh, my God. Brittany's mom. Star. Like mother, like daughter. She is the same hue as Tan Mom. <laughs> I know. It's Tan Mom, bitch. <laughs> did you ever see the video of her 
it was before Bianca Del Rio was on RuPaul's Drag Race, but it's her at XL, and they, like, had her on stage. And- oh, certainly. I mean, that's, like, that's, like, Brett's favorite, like, reality... Well, she's not a reality star. She's a she was like viral a star. tabloid yeah, a viral. star because she let her daughter jump into the tanning bed. Tanning bed allegedly. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's it for Brand of Our Rules. The season preview is Chef kissing his fingers. Beautiful. Mwah. Check that out. I'm excited for the rest of the season to see how it plays out. But we're gonna take a quick break. And we will be back with Beverly Hills. We're back to talk about Beverly Hills. That's where I want to burn. Did you do this joke before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just want to, like, I don't want to talk about Kim's sobriety anymore. Well, yeah, we're just coming off the, the, the episode, <laughs> the preview. She's back again next week. And just, like, the conversation between Rena and I... Uh, Eden Sassoon yeah, yeah. at that like weird leisurewear store. The feedback store, which was selling <laughs> Alex McCord original dresses. <laughs> there was Dan noticed a feedback in the background and, and I, freaked out. I like screamed <laughs> bloody murder in honor of the smartest housewife of all time. Um, but yeah, I like. Ugh. Lisa Rinna calls Kyle an enabler and like all this stuff and says that like Kim is on the brink of death. death. Like what? Um, what else? Oh, and then the preview for next week is like Kim sharing her anxiety about like her the birth of her grandson. Yeah, and Eden like making weird comments mm. about that. But on a lighter side, the the opening of the episode started with. Erica filming the expensive video. Mm-hmm. And Ren and Eileen came to show support. And they danced. Eileen dancing after the shoot was over was... A highlight. A highlight. She is runner-up for Queen this week. It's funny how, like, Eileen used to be, like, the butt of the jokes for Beverly Hills, and now she is... A star. The one true star. I think my favorite. Um, uh, Alex pointed out that Kyle was giving off Joanne vibes when they went to see the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. And last night on Vanderpump Rules, Lisa Lisa was was giving off Joanne vibes. vibes. Yes. We got a lot of Joanne vibes going on. And they both were the stars of um, a music video out of the art pop era. G-U-I. Yes. Uh... I did want to bring up the fact that Kyle said Mauricio, Mauricio went from working for someone else to opening the agency. That someone else being... Rick Hilton? That His brother-in-law. Feud, that feud being like the reason why many of the Richard sisters have issues. Wait, really? I don't know about this. Yeah, Kathy and Kyle hate each other. Oh, Oh, you don't know this. No. Like, Kathy feels as though, like... Did this air out on the show? No. Oh. Outside of the show. Kathy feels that Mauricio leaving and then opening his own place was, like, a betrayal to Rick. That is sort of rude. It is. 
Um, what does it remind me of? Um, something that I can't place my brain around. <laughs> Tipsy girl and skinny girl? <laughs> <laughs> nice shot, Brendan. I'm surprised you didn't know this, actually, because like, I feel like you are more on top of like these women than I normally am. Yeah. Um, what else? The Sunset Malibu, where they went for lunch, I feel like that appeared on I Am Kate a few times. <laughs> Did you know the place that they I went for know. lunch in Malibu? And um, Lisa Vanderpump had the biggest stock of celery in her Bloody Mary. Unchopped. Unchopped. Well, like, I think, it, well, we were talking about this. Either Bloody Mary needs to have like a leafy celery <clears throat> stick on the top, or if the leaf's not there, like the junky part needs to be chopped off. I feel like... A- uh, Bloody Mary's outside of Lisa Vanderpump's wheelhouse. Yeah, it's not her she, beverage of choice. She's usually drinking something like pink. A rosé. A rosé or like a pump teeny. Or like a rosé tequila. A rosé tequila. <laughs> um, but actually, Lisa's better scene this week was the Max adoption scene, which like broke my heart. That actually was a good scene. She's doing better on this show. I understand why she wanted to come back to redeem herself. Yeah. She definitely is not getting the villain edit this this year. Yeah, I have a theory that's because like she struck a deal with yeah. uh, the production company. Well, I mean, stay tuned for the deep dive on the production companies, but like the fact that Evolution does both Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules, I feel like this is very coordinated. Yes. Um, Eden Sassoon has the same exact voice as Brandy Glanville. Yeah, if you're like looking down at your phone live tweeting all of a sudden you'll hear a voice and you'll think it's brandy <laughs> but it's actually even so soon um one question so we went on a little trip with uh to greece and by mm. little i mean big trip to greece with erica and kyle was like the guest of choice which you would think it'd be eileen yeah eileen brought uh erica onto the young and the Re- restless one would think the appropriate payment in return would be bringing Eileen to Mykonos. Yeah, but maybe, like, Eileen couldn't afford it as much. Well, no. Erica's footing the bill. Yeah, I also... Is Erica Jane a house of cards? No. But the lawsuit against Tom Girardi worries me. Oh, it could put them out of business. Mm. Well, also the other thing is, like, Erica justified picking kite... Kyle by the high pony hair whip, which to me is Kyle at her best. Yeah. Like not when she's doing splits. When she does, I think when she does does a split, a split or when she does the hair whip, it's annoying. She pulled, that's like the only thing she pulls out at a party. (laughs) Her bag of tricks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dorit. Was, thank God, not in it a lot, but the moments she was in were just so annoying. But I did like Eileen defending Erica's honor once again. Yeah. I do want to point out, Pantygate has gone on from episode three to episode seven. That is three, four, five, six, seven. Five episodes. They never, they never have a new storyline on the show. Like yeah. we're still talking about Kim Sobriety. Like how many years Oof. later? Yeah, true. Um, Nanny Pinky, <laughs> <laughs> Lisa's name for when she gets grandchildren. I love it. It's like Nanny McPhee. Yeah, 
Except Pinky. I like that Isn't she... Is Pinky one of the names of the dogs or like a, a horse or... I think so. Some barnyard animal. I think so. I like that she like sort of tolerates Portia, but like doesn't mm. really. Yeah. Uh, the one last thing I have to say about this episode is the dramatics over the lift during the expensive live performance was very Mariah's world. Yes. Like very taking a page from that. Yes. It's it, these literally the same exact reality TV shows always have similar storylines. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say the lift, like how dramatic it was Dorit going up to the, um... oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm not afraid of heights. So that's not dramatic for me. I'm afraid of heights. So do you have anything else to say on Beverly Hills? No, it's definitely fallen from grace, Ugh. and it's not looking like it's getting better. A shame that we couldn't watch Ladies of London instead. I know. The 10 o'clock hour does not help it. A good show. So we're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned for our deep dive for the different production companies of the Housewife shows. we're back and it's time for this week's deep dive so i think we wanted to talk about this because it's sort of like really fascinating and like nobody talks about the breakdown especially of like real housewife shows they're all done by different production companies yeah uh i mean you may not even notice this because like unless you see the little production company jingle at the end like it's not like it's something anyone notices yeah but like once you start to notice it makes sense because they all sort of look different yeah they do i mean they have like the underlying housewives signature to it but like they're a little different so should we begin yeah so the rare instance where two different franchises are covered by the same production company is atlanta and potomac Mm -hmm. which is true entertainment um so true entertainment uh does atlanta it does uh, Potomac, and then some of it does a ton of shows because it's uh, a subsidiary of like a huge production company. Um, One that sort of made sense that they do is Fashion Queens because that used some talent from Atlanta, so that connection sort of makes sense. Yeah. One that surprised me was the A List New York. Yeah, they did the A List New York, the short-lived reality show that was supposed to be like housewives but gay men yeah and it just was bad uh did that have it had multiple seasons had two seasons and a spinoff a lot a list dallas Dallas, which they don't mention in this wikipedia entry so i wonder if that was a different production it could have been a different one and i wonder if it's the same one that does real housewives of dallas that would be truly (laughs) (laughs) uh but also besides that i mean this is one of the production companies that does a ton of shows but they also do HGTV Design Star, which I actually enjoyed for popping in and out of. Who, like, won that? There was this guy who won it, um, who, like, I don't know, I, he ended up with a show. Like, he was very, like, calm. Like, there's been multiple seasons. Was he gay? I think he was gay. And he David was, like, something? half Asian, I think. <gasps> oh, yeah, I know him. Oh, you do? No, I, I know of him. Okay. Because, um... A friend of mine was, like, obsessed with him. Oh, wow. Like, in love with him. (laughs) Uh, That was always a pretty good show. And they also did The Gastineau Girls. Oh, my God. Brittany uh, Gastineau, friend of F.O.K., friend of Kardashians. Yeah. Um, Sad. 
Yeah, so, yeah, they, they really do a ton of shows, but a lot of them I've never even heard of in my life. Um, so the next one is New York. Mm-hmm. And which is produced by Ricochet, mm-hmm. which is a subsidiary of Endemol. I think they have made really weird... New York's my favorite, but, yeah. like, some of the choices that they've made with New York have been weird. Like, like, I don't like that they've changed the theme song. And when they first sort of redid the look and feel of it, I thought it looked so tacky compared to, like... Like, che- it looked Be- cheaper. Yeah, it looked... Compared to, like, Beverly Hills. Like, the... Yellow and black motif. I get it that it's like supposed to be very New York, but I don't yeah. like it. Well, I also didn't like how there's a few seasons where they reuse taglines, whereas other franchises like zhuzh it up every season. Yeah, the first like three seasons, they used the same taglines, and then yeah. I think they started switching it yeah, up. Yeah, in the modern era, they stopped doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, despite like New York being my favorite of the franchises, I think it's, like, the least well-produced. Oh, I would agree. Though, some of their editing choices are really good. They've gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they also happen to do uh, Super Nanny, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Um, I wonder if it's because of them or because of Bravo that, like, in New York, we're always hearing about them having trouble negotiating, mm-hmm. but is that Bravo or is that the production company? I'm not sure. I think that might be Bravo. Okay. Because Bravo's the one, like, cutting the checks. Oh, it's I guess they like... have the biggest money. Yeah. Um, and, but what's interesting is, like, the fact that I, I think it's so not well-produced mm-hmm. with a subsidiary of Endemol, which is, like, the premier production company. Who do they produce? It's just, I think it's, like, every, it's, like, Everything other than what we're talking about is, mm-hmm. like, under Endemol. And they have, like, so many subsidiaries. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, kind of disappointing that New York isn't a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but then we get to... The Crown Jewel, in my opinion. Favorite. Just of production companies, because they produce so much crap that we watch. Yeah, it's true. So it's OC, Beverly Hills, and Vanderpump Rules is Evolution Meteor. Yeah. Yeah. And Lisa Vanderbump, when I interviewed, she was talking a lot about Evolution, and they were the ones who got her to come back. Oh. Because she has a really good relationship, obviously, with the people who had that up, because she has her own show. And we're going to get the Summer House. Well, we got Summer House. Is that different? Someone different, yeah. That's weird, because I thought that's what what the thread was. I know. I, somewhere else is something different, I'm pretty sure. And is Evolution going to be doing, like, Jackson, Britney in the country? Uh, that would make sense. I mean, if, if Pump Rules being a spinoff of Beverly Hills, it tends to go that, like, the spinoffs come from the same production company. The perfect example being uh, New Jersey, where Sirens does New Jersey and Manzo with Children. Oh, and this is why I think Evolution was really into doing like special promos at one point. You know how we always oh, got special yeah. promos of like the glitzy promos. And like we even got one for But OC there was never a glitzy promo. OC there was something not exactly the same, but they had this thing that would air that was like two like mimosas by the ocean and with the oranges next yeah. to it. That's not that fancy. But it was like, it was fancier than we got. We don't. They bought a bottle of champagne. But in New York, we don't get like two glasses of champagne in front of like the 
George well, Washington I Bridge. Wonder, I wonder if that is a Bravo decision, actually. Hmm. Like Bravo promoting their shows. Yeah, but I have a lot of questions. Because cause Dallas had a glitzy promo, and that was their first season. Remember That's, the oil rigs? Oh my god, the oil rigs. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, but with regards to New Jersey, obviously they do uh, Sirens does New Jersey, Manzo with Children. What I found was interesting is they also do Thicker Than Water. Is that the... What is that? That's like a family... It's a, which, it's a family... Are, th- are they down south somewhere? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't, like, I've never seen an episode, even like of a second of it, but like, from my understanding of it, makes sense of it being like a family show. It's gotten like two or three seasons, right? Yeah, I don't even know if it's still like currently airing mm. or anything. Sirens needs to do better, though, because... I know, Sirens, come on. New Jersey is not well. Uh, and then we talked about this a little bit last week, but Miami. Ooh. Purveyors of Pop really figured it out. Season 2 and 3 of Miami, well produced, if anything. Yes. See, did they do season 1? Um, it seems to be. I, like, there was no indication for any of these production companies that... The series changed production companies throughout their tenure. I wonder. I almost wonder about OC because remember when they like made a major jump in production value? It was like years ago at this point. Yeah, but I think that might have been like Evolution's first big show because like OC premiered so far in advance of all the other franchises. Evolution evolved. Yeah, they evolved <laughs> <laughs> like a Pokemon. Um, so Miami purveyors of pop, they also do married to medicine and married to medicine Houston, which was a thing I didn't even realize existed. Yeah. That's the surprising thing because didn't we notice that they pushed married to medicine to air on Fridays, which is like the death wish, Yeah, but like married to medicine Houston is like just premiering or hasn't premiered yet. No, I think they had one season and people are asking for it to come back. Oh, I thought it was like new this year. No, I don't think so. Um, but the other thing Purveyors of Pop I thought was interesting was uh, there's apparently this series in Europe called Lucky Ladies and it has like a bunch of different spinoffs that I've never even heard of the main show, but like there's Lucky Ladies this place, Lucky Ladies this place. Is it like Real Housewives? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe one of our, maybe Connor can be real and fill us into what Lucky Ladies is. Cause I, I, he's never mentioned it. I like that you said one of our, you started with one of our as if we have multiple European listeners. We do have a few <laughs> European listeners, I think. <laughs> Actually, like, I could check on, like, in our little uh, listener tracking device mm. where, where y'all are coming from. Um, but also, Purveyors of Pop did that thing that just aired recently, My Fab 40th. I don't remember that. It was that show where, like, people were, it was gonna, it was like, My Super Sweet 16, but people turning 40 and throwing parties. Wasn't someone famous on that? I want to say yeah. And I watched like maybe two or three episodes of this mm-hmm. because I, I got to start getting ready. I'm only six and a half years. <laughs> it's that much time? Just kidding. Um, yeah. What are you going to do for your 40th? What are you going to do for your 30th? I don't know. That's much closer. That's true. Sad. Months. Um, let's go to Dallas. Okay. Uh, goodbye pictures. Which does like such a ragtag <laughs> random thing. So apparently there's a show called Bravo After Hours. And it's hosted by that girl who was kicked off the first week of um, Celebrity Princess this year. 
Don't even know her name. Oh, yeah. I didn't piece that together. Yeah, I like the description of Bravo After Hours made it seem like what Watch What Happens Live actually is like interviewing Bravo people. Yeah, it looked weird. There was like something about Sonia Morgan talking about going to boutique. <laughs> like we are like we are Bravo super fans hosting a podcast about Bravo shows, and we don't know what this show is. Sad, sad. Fake. It's fake news. This Bravo After Hours, um, but they also do goodbye pictures. Does Project Accessory. Which is apparently a Project Runway spinoff. I've never heard of that. I've heard of like Project Runway Junior. Yeah. And then they also did On the Road with Austin and Santino, which apparently you watched. Yeah, it was Austin and Santino from yeah. Project Runway. And they like went around, they went like on road trips to different places and like made over people. I mean, I remember it existing, but I never watched it. For some reason I watched. It was mm. like a weird time for reality television, yeah. like 2011. Uh, so we're waiting for Southern Charm to come back. Where's the preview? I'm ready for it, but... We're Charmers. We're, I'm a bro Charmer. I need to catch up before that. Yeah, you definitely do. And which will take you a minute. Yeah. Um, but they're done by Haymaker Productions, which if you go to their website, it pretty much confirms Southern Charm Savannah, which we've heard rumblings of. I thought we heard confirmation, like via Bravo... Yeah, but it's Press like release. but them like actually putting it this putting this up on their website mm-hmm. with like a a logo that I had not seen before like made me feel like this this could be any minute. But it doesn't make sense though because like they're not going to share that they're not going to share that. They're not going to air that simultaneously with Southern Charm. Right. Like that would be too much Southern Charm. And Charleston and Savannah are so similar as cities. It's like... Oh, really? They, they're close together, and they look alike. Like, it's like... Well, I think the whole premise is, is like, people speaking Southern accents. Yeah, I just feel like they could have chosen a better city. Like, they could have done, like, Southern Charm New Orleans, which is a different city. It might look similar, but, like, it's different. But they don't speak in Southern accents in New Orleans. Just because... Chinny doesn't, doesn't mean. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, the one person you know. Alex's brother. Well, no, I don't know. I When I went down to New Orleans, I didn't feel like I was like... It's like a Louisiana drawl. Yeah, well, it's different. It's yeah. definitely different. That's what I mean, like... You want a different accent. Like, we got OC Housewives first, and then we got New York. If, okay. If we would have just jumped up the coast to Beverly Hills, it would have been like, oh... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, Drag Race, which we are waiting for season nine trailer something. Like, it's gotta be time soon. It's soon. It's been in the can since summer. Last summer, yeah. Uh, so obviously they're World of Wonder, which like, I feel like World of Wonder is the most obvious production company you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Because like, they really brand hard. Yeah, and like, uh, DragCon is produced by World of Wonder, and yeah. like, they're... YouTube channel is where all the uh, clips are. The clips it's not are. like logo TV, it's World of and, Wonder. And all the special like web shows like Alyssa's Secret and yeah. or whatever that's called. What? Katya and Trixie's. That's the name of their it's show? It's literally like Oh, I don't watch that show actually. It's funny. And Burlaska. It's Alaska and her brother. Oh yeah. It's actually pretty good. It's too much. 
Did you know that he dated Gigi Gorgeous? Yes, I did know that, actually. It's funny. Uh, but what I do want to bring up about World of Wonder for you Bravo fans is I was surprised to learn that they do all the million-dollar listing shows. Like, all of them. Oh, I think I knew that in my brain of brains. Yeah? In your brain of brains? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really watch the million-dollar shows, so I wasn't aware of it. Neither do I. But it's just like an interesting connection. Uh, so I think that is it for the production companies. Anything you want to close out on? Just the ladies of London was, we tried to figure out like what production company they were. And it's like some really confusing subset of BBC. Yeah. And yeah. And like BBC apparently produces like a ton of shit. Like, uh, obviously dancing with the, well, dancing with the stars and then whatever shows up on their own channels Mm -hmm. as well. Um, but ladies of London actually like, I was looking enough that it gets decent ratings here. I would I would figure it to get like terrible ratings. Mm-hmm. That's a really well produced show though too. Ooh, yeah. uh, minus like the no, I love it. The, the jingles, the opening, <laughs> the opening with like the theme is weird with all them just standing, but like the editing is great. Yeah, it makes you like want to live in London. Yeah, and we should apologize for the fact that we're not covering Ladies of London this week. Due to a little bit of scheduling of when we're recording. Dan and Alex are going on a vacation, so we're recording (laughs) earlier. So we're recording right after watching Beverly Hills. Yeah, so we're not ignoring Ladies of London. We will be back with it next week, which I don't know if it's going to wrap up soon. I don't know. And also, like, can we get a reunion? I, like, okay, three three of them are in the U.S. right now. So... If it's happening, it's probably happening soon. Come on, Andrew. Andrew, please. Does he do reunions for anything other than Housewives? Oh, yeah, uh, Vanderbilt Rules. Wait, this is actually a good way to talk about Ladies of London. What do you think the seating chart would be in London? Mm -hmm. I would say it would be Juliet, Mm -hmm. Caroline Stanbury. So we're going left to right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Juliet, Caroline Stanbury, Andrew... Sophie Sambury, Jules, Marisa. Marissa. And then, um, what's and her then name? Adela pops, Adela pops in and sits on. Next to Juliet. Uh, uh, yeah, next to Juliet. I think I agree. I might switch up Jules and Sophie. Just because. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think there's actually going to be a lot of conflict between Sophie and Caroline because, like, they are family. Mm hmm. I hope it happens. I love Sophie. Oh, come on. Come on, Andrew. Come through. And don't do it in the clubhouse. Like, make up a nice little London set. Give us, like, a Big Ben. Yeah, one of those phone booths. Give us a phone booth. Some fish and chips. Give us... Uh, do they eat that there? Gaga un- singing Hey Girl in the background. A Union Jack <laughs> tied somewhere. Andy should wear a Union Jack tie. Oh, my God. A bust of the queen. <laughs> the queen, yes. <laughs> And then, like, surprise, Harry, Prince Harry comes in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think it's time for the Freak of the Week. Mm-hmm. So we already talked a little bit about this. The Freak of the Week is Brooke Burke Charvet's husband, Mark Charvet. I, don't, I think his name is David. It might be David. <laughs> 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 Mr. Charvet, you are a freak. So he, uh, he was terrible during the episode. 
It is, it is David. Yeah, it's David. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a subtle drag that yeah. we don't know what his name is. All right, so anyway, the fact, like, his, his behavior on that episode was one thing, but he doubled down. Yeah, he doubled so, down. <laughs> like, that Deal thing me in. that KFC sold. So, his response was tweeting and Instagramming. His caption to this photo uh, is, thank you, I will always support my wife. And he posted a photo of like some fan who doesn't even show their face. The a fan, commenter. The fan's name is KNYE282. This fan writes, I can't even read this fembot crap anymore. How programmed are people? Men being men is now not only frowned upon, but endangered. Endangered. It takes a strong woman to be married to a strong man. And it is a, absolutely disgusts me to see traditional couple, couples shamed for it. Brooke Burke and the real David Charvet, uh, when you two are happily married 20 years from now and these bitter, hateful women and knee-deep in calico cats... I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, oh. Like they're going to be cat ladies. Are cat ladies. Okay. Kyle you'll, you'll see whose way is better. Do what you do. Give no shits to what strangers think. Hashtag unreal. Hashtag handle it. <laughs> so, as like, we've seen he couldn't even come up with his own statement he used like some internet freaks comment I mean misogyny is alive and well on the celebrity <laughs> in, apprentice in 2017 <laughs> and in 2017 especially in a few days oh my god a true freak Mr. Chavre Chavre oh name my is. god Mark Chavre <laughs> Brendan, who is our queen? The queen this week is one Marlo Hampton for coming back and showing us what's what. and Showing the queens what's what. And also the tweets that she Ugh. was blocked by both Nini and Kenya. Relationship goals. Give that woman a peach. Give her a peach already. I mean, we've, I feel like we were begging this last season. <laughs> Give her a peach. Every season. She's been around since season The Dawn of four. Man. The Dawn of Man. <laughs> um... And wait, she was so good with Sheree now that they're friends again. The fact that she could just pop in, become friends with whoever she needs to be in order to end up on this show is a testament to what a great peach holder she will be. Yes. Although I do want to say, though, Marlo does get a ton of credit, but all the Atlanta women, despite their feuds, will always get together. Yeah. They pulled bullshit on OC, Beverly Hills, even New York, obviously New Jersey too, where they won't show up and do an event. Mm-hmm. But Atlanta, you could count on these women to be professional and collect that hefty check. That Trump check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Marlo, you are a queen. Get your peach. Okay, well, I think that's all we've got. Yeah, that's, that's it for this week. Uh, make sure you just subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Leave a review there. Share it with your friends. Mm-hmm. Read it out. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and send us any scoop that you have from the community. Yeah, we also like take advice when you guys want us to talk about stuff. Uh, friend of the show, Dan Didario, asked us to talk about Apprentice this week. And I thought it was very cold far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and where can we find you online, Daniel? Uh, Damn, Daniel. You can find me on IDK, IDK at Twitter, and then sadly, no longer on Vine. 
Oh, R.I.P. But I saved your favorite vine of mine. Okay, yeah. Maybe we should play out the show with that. Get on your feet Yes. Sure, I'll do that. <laughs> um, and then I'm at not Brendan. Thanks for asking. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, so make sure you like, comment, subscribe, heart share, and retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. See you next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.